in the cars as we are stood outside the Palantine. Um, Hadfield Station is just across the road and Hadfield Hall as well. A lovely little bench outside the uh, War Memorial where I often come and sit and contemplate. Um, but thanks for coming back. Today we are going to walk like the Romans. Well, um, kind of, anyway. Yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> today I have um, someone who's coming to join with me, join me, join with me. Join me. Join me. Join us. It's a good start, isn't it? This yeah, it's, 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 it's going well so far. <laughs> this is what happens when you end up recording multiple podcasts over several days. Um, today we're going to look at um, through the eyes of archaeology, which is a word that I find very difficult to say and very difficult to spell. Really? Okay. A E O. It's a lot of A's. It is. There is. There is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's from the Greek, don't you know? <laughs> right. Tim Campbell Green is walking with me today, and Tim is also one of the other Glossop Creates um, pairings artists uh, who we are both um, commissioned by uh, <laughs> to explore and um, celebrate the local area that we live, uh, being matched with local organisations. So, Tim is doing like a, a big dig in Glossop, which yep. uh, I guess we'll get a little bit more into. But really, you should probably. Introduce yourself, sir. How um, do you describe yourself? Um, archaeologist. Um, it's a calling rather than, a, than an actual uh, job, <laughs> I have to say. Um, I, I sometimes have students that work with me, uh, and I always say to them, look, you're never going to be rich, but you'll never be bored if you're an archaeologist. Um, so, yeah, archaeologist, and I do other things. I have many, many different roles. Um, I work in Dark Peak Books um, every now and then. I'm a, a house husband, a kept man, which is quite nice. Um, and uh, I'd sort of, yeah, I, I amble around doing archaeological things. Well, we are walking downhill of Station Road today. Uh, we're going to take a turning at Lamgate. So we're just passing. Um, Station Road has a brilliant amount of history, um, yeah. which I will get into in another episode <laughs> with Kate Rain from Glossop Heritage Trust. We're going to dig into the mills and some of the things that were along Station Road back in yesteryear. But we're really kind of looking at tracks um, yeah, mud, tra- yeah, mud, things in the mud. Hopefully, who knows what we might find? <laughs> I, I definitely haven't planted anything, honest. <laughs> um, but I, no, I actually really love going for a walk with Tim because I will look at stuff on the floor and think, "Whoa, what a load of rubbish, a load of rubble." <laughs> Just like you know, it's a land tip round here. What have people put here? And Tim will whip up something out of the ground and go, well, this here is a piece of coal that fell from the train of the viaduct above in the eighteen something. You've no idea how true that is. Honestly, and I, I bore people. Sent. I bore myself with it. Oh, there you go. Interesting. First bit of a uh, bit of bit of history. You see the EL carved onto the uh, the, the the curbside uh, next to the road. So um, this is outside 91A Station Road and opposite Carmel Church. It is indeed. Yeah. On the curb. Um, yeah, it's carved in the curb, and this is where, um, when the houses were electrified, and they're probably in the 50s, 40s, 50s, um, the people doing the electrification of these houses and putting the supply in, they would carve EL where the cables are. So you can see here, and one behind you, uh, and they're all the way dotted along. You quite often see them carved. I do, yeah. I, that's, so that's like 21st century um, stonemason carving. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, we, we would use spray paint now. They came out with a, a hammer and chisel, which I find quite, you know, well, frankly, bonkers, really. It's brilliant. One of the other things that I did learn from you was about benchmarking, <laughs> and I did have to go and geek out and read about this. And, and um, 
I'm not sure if I've seen any around in Hadfield, but in Glossop you showed me they're like kind of an arrow upwards yep. Yep. with a line on the top, and that marks something to do with the sea level? Yeah, it's, a, it's an exact point above sea level. Uh, when the, the, the first great survey, the Ordnance Survey map was laid out, um, what they did is they went round, so they, you've got sea level, which is dots, and then you measure distances away from it and up. And so what you end up doing is having this huge, great um, survey and all these spot points are in exact height above sea level. Um, the one just next to my house is 650, I think, feet above sea level. Wow. Um, they're all over. You quite often find them. Um, I'm just looking around, see if we can find some now. Uh, do you know, I have been looking around Hadfield and I haven't. I mean, People I'm... of Hadfield. Tell us, have yeah, you got a benchmark on your house? There must be. Sounds like a phone in. Yeah, Call, yeah. Us now. <laughs> Call us now. On 0800 <laughs> <laughs> benchmark.com. <laughs> right, okay, we have stopped at right. um, where the dentist is. Opposite is Tesco. There's a man keeping pedalling on his bike. Very talented. Oh, he's had to stop now. It's quite embarrassing. Now he's looking and I've us. never actually noticed until I stop um, beside the dentist is the mark which says public footpath. Yeah. Which is to the right down Lambgates? Is that where is, we're headed? It's sort of Lambgates. It's, it's marked as Lambgates on Google, and I'm, but I'm not sure. It's more of a trackway. Now, the interesting thing about this is, and I'm getting a geek out now, um, as you look behind you, so you've got Tesco, look to the left of Tesco, the road that goes up that way, which is... Kiln Lane. Kiln Lane, I knew that, of course. Um, goes all the way to the to actually Hadfield Hall itself, the big hall, the, which is 17th century. I suspect because Hadfield it's is meant... The old house at the top where the cross was, is yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Um, I only know that because I walk past it often. I'm not that much of a geek. Yeah, sadly I am, but I, I shouldn't know that. What are you that. saying? You said I am a geek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so that's the, the, the historic centre of Hadfield. So if you think about Hadfield was in the Doomsday Book, mm. that's what they were talking about when they mentioned Hadfield. So right. 1086, there's something there. Not that hall, obviously, but an earlier incarnation. The track comes down through Tesco. And we're about to walk on. It's a medieval trackway, um, or early post-medieval, if you want to be truly technical about it. Mm -hmm. So it's any time after, well, let's say Henry VIII, say. Um, What's that, 15-something? 14-something? 1509 to 15-something. <laughs> well, okay, we've got 15-something. Yeah, we got 15 I didn't do history. I did geography. What can I say? So it's Lambgates Lane is what it's technically okay. called. So there's Lambgates and there's Lambgates Lane. And there's been a bunch of new houses that have been built here. Um, and it, I mean, you know, it's kind of slightly tarmacked, but not properly tarmacked. It's almost not a proper road, yeah, I well suppose. It, what's interesting about these, these tracks is then it is kind of interesting, at least to me, uh, it may be interesting to you, who knows, but is that they continue in, in a, it's almost like a ghost, a fossilization of these trackways. Because they're in use constantly, and then all of a sudden somebody builds a new road, these roads, they, although they fall out of use, they're maintained, they're, they're still used by some people. So you end up, Glossop is absolutely full of them. And they're either preserved as footpaths, or as tracks. Um, some of them are, were actually then turned into proper roads and we use them on a daily basis. But um, it's, it, I just find it endlessly fascinating that, that somehow you can't keep this down. It, it bubbles to the surface and it, it is constantly here. So, you know, we're walking on a thousand years of history here. I mean, who would have been walking down here then in, you know, the 1500s? Is it, it going to be like people doing trade or...? or? Very much people doing trade, but also, um, if you think there's only one parish church in the area, which is Old Glossop, or old Glossop as it is now, it was just Glossop then. Um, so it's the only parish church in the area. So anybody going to church on Sunday, and everybody did go to church on Sunday, um, they would be walking this way. But also, if you think about, I think it's over that way, there we go. So we're going to go right, go so right. when we reach the 
kind of T-ish junction. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. You've got the new houses in front of you. We go right, and then it's go left by a fence. Okay, yeah. so it looks like there's a little path. There's a dry stone wall that we're kind of following to a green open area. Yeah, we, we sort of. I probably should be, um, you know, in, in the interest of being opaque. Uh, yeah, I've not walked this way before. I've only walked it on a map. So you know, let's see what we end up. I with. mean, ah. I have, and I discovered this like section by accident because actually okay i'll describe what i see yeah i see like a tarmac footpath that kind of gets to a t-junction uh, i see green grass there's some lovely little trees around which don't have a lot of leaves at the moment the sky's blue i could see some weird kind of castle wall type thing which crosses a river in the distance not too far away what do you see tim this doesn't i feel like i need a jingle what does tim see <laughs> we could totally do that that'd be great um right so you've got an open space here you've got to ask the question why is the open space here it's not really a park it is just a bunch of grass there's nothing here there's a track that runs across well that's fairly heavily used, but why is it there? Immediately in front of you, you've got two stones, okay? I thought there would be a fence or... Well, that would be my thought, but then there's nothing to attach the fence to. I mean, these stones, I'm just going to like, I suppose, describe them. They're about like kind of, I don't know, bum height, bum height not quite height. waist height, I've got to say. Um, they've got like, they're just, I mean, yeah, they, they, I suppose they would have been like very old marker stones or something what can you see on these that i can't it's a gatepost if you look on the other side of it uh you can see um the remains of lead work and metal work in it um, and that's an old way of an old-fashioned way of, of attaching um hinges for example so what you do is you would hollow out with a chisel um uh, an area you would put your piece of metal in and then you'd pour molten lead in and that would solidify and keep your um your hinge in place or your lock why so, would there be a gate here, though? It just seems like it's like in the middle of the path going nowhere. Well, that, yeah, and that's a really good point. Why? What's, what's going on? So you've got to then peel back all this, this modern stuff and have a look and think, well, what was here? So you can use map work. Um, the old maps are all available online. Uh, or you could, I don't know, do what we do and have a wander around, have a look at uh, field positions. If you look, there is another gatepost in the, just over there at the corner. Yeah, that's more obviously yeah. a gate. But you can see the lead quite quite clearly. Yeah, uh, with the when you come it. the other side to the path, yeah. it's there. There's another one up there as well. Now, I wonder if that's something different. We'll have a look at that in a minute. Oh, who knew? And <laughs> there's obviously a river, you know, a brook. Not yep. a river, really. It's a brook, isn't it? it is. There's a bridge to the left. But I'm really intrigued about the kind of the, the castle-like crossing over here. We're going to walk towards the drill, I suppose, but... This is obviously, yeah, we've just got to the T-junction, this is obviously a gatepost because I am tapping there on the bits that stick out and no one's moving those after, yeah. a, you know, however many, 500 years or so. Um, probably less, more likely to be about 200, 150. How do you know that? The use of cast iron, uh, they wouldn't have done that before 1700 1750 back in my day <laughs> yeah quite yeah it feels like it <laughs> no um so and also the, the technique of using lead pouring lead in like that is very um early victorian victorian right um so yeah there we go there might be something on the other side so i'm just gonna have a quick look okay right gate posts because they don't move very often um you quite often find um benchmarks on or you'll find people graffiti them so they'll carve their names in using stone and chisels and what have you um so they're always worth looking at if you, you know, if you're that kind of person that looks at gateposts they're always worth a look well it's interesting you say about the graffiti because as i've walked along other parts of um the reservoirs 
IWB seems to be a common graffitied initial in this area. The most I could find was it was someone called Isaac Walter Bolton. Have yeah. I got that person right? Uh, yeah, that's it's a- like an IWB was here back in the day or something. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I know nothing about the man except what you found out in a sense. In that oh, it's some, <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some random bloke in the, in the Victorian period or slightly earlier just yeah, graffitiing his name. I was here, essentially. I mean, there was one particular post I found near Saltersbrook, which I did an episode where I went back to the source of where the River Etherow begins. Oh, nice. And there was IWB... So we're coming up to the bit now where the crazy castle-like wall, I can't think of any other way to describe it. There's a brilliant, beautiful tree. I looked at this particular area as a place to come and paint, actually. But the uh, the wall looks very much like a Lego sense of dry stone wall. What, you know, there's the brooks running through here. We're stood with the trees around me. There's lots of different pathways. What do you see here? What do you think this is? The fact that there are lots of these pathways here, you, again, you ask the question, why? What? All of this could have been built over. All you know, that that path there doesn't need to exist. And obviously, we do preserve our footpaths very, very closely. We we monitor them and make sure nobody builds on them. But it, there's there's dozens here. There's one going that way. Two, three, four, five. This is like a meeting point of five different paths well, coming the, in. There is another um, gatepost over in the distance there. And I do believe what is now Malvern Rise at one point was a mill, station mill. Right, OK. Um, so I wonder whether that was the way that people used to walk from the mill to come back home or, or, or something. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, as I say, the roads are in use. They, they continue to be used. Uh, and, and as they as they are used, they become an established route, an established right of way. So they, they are preserved. Um Incidentally, we should have a look in the brook. You never know, you might find pottery here. It's a good place to have a look. Okay, what's in the brook? What's in the brook, people? That's another jingle, isn't it, that we could do? <laughs> I mean, there is. There are bits of there are bits of pottery in there, you can see. How, how, how can you see? I can't can you, see. Can you see the bright white thing over there? Oh, I just thought that was a bit of rubbish. Well, it probably is a bit of rubbish, but but I would imagine it's made from um, well, You can say pottery. anything on a podcast, can't know, you, really? Can't, oh, is, look, is, look at all this pottery yeah. here. <laughs> is that the Ark of the Covenant over there? <laughs> Some gold coins glistening. Um, we just don't know. I mean, brooks like this are okay, great. There's, there's a bit of green there. I can see stone. There's something with a green bit. And, yeah, okay. that's, that's like stone that's got green stuff on it. It's, it yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, nice try and everything, but oh, right, okay. no, seriously, these, these are great places to come and have a look. Um, I'm all about the mudlarking. I'm all about the, you know, getting getting in. What is mudlarking? Is that just larking about in mud? You'd think, well, yeah, basically. No, it's, um, it, traditionally it's done by people, uh, certainly in London, um, by the, the very poorest of society. And they would try and find bits of coal or metal that they could sell to make a living. It's now done by people who are um, just interested in the history. London and the Thames in particular, uh, around the centre of London, is full of history. So people find all kinds of stuff all the time. Um, check out it on YouTube. There's loads and loads of videos of people finding really interesting stuff. But what you can do, obviously, we're not going to find wonderful, complete Roman pots here. Oh, we might do, but um, you do find bits of pottery. You do find bits of decorated pottery, clay pipes, that kind of thing in, in brooks like this. Always worth a look. Yeah. Uh, Manor Park is full of it. Manor Park in Glossop? Manor Park in Glossop is full of it. Right, okay, uh, and we're going to cross around is. the map. We're going to go up through one of the um, newer housing estates. So I think we are heading towards Ruffields, aren't we? That's the idea. That's the aim. So. The... And I'm just looking at a map trying to work out my, my way. But yeah, here's another gatepost. All right, let's just quickly let's, see. Is yeah, there a benchmark? 
I'm going to be so excited if we find our first benchmark. Um, nope. If you really want to look for benchmarks, they're no longer marked on Ordnance Survey maps, but if you go into the old Ordnance Survey maps, um, the National Library of Scotland, for example, has... How old are we talking? Uh, they start about 1850, um, where they go up to sort of 18... I think the... Well, actually, the National Library of Scotland got them all the way up to the modern ones, but um, go, go, go for an 1880, 25-inch map, and it's got all the benchmarks marked on it. So you can oh, okay. look at it, and they are, as you say, it's a broad arrow with a line above it, and it'll give a, a, a spot height, it'll give a, a figure above that. Right. Right, so we... I, I don't know the name of this road that we're coming out into the newer <laughs> estate. I know I have some friends that live up here, and I should really know what the name of the street is. But we are... Oh, here we go. There's a... It is... Uh, Ellinger Avenue. So we're crossing over and I never noticed that you can go straight up um, and the, the footpath kind of goes straight through the middle of this. I think I know where this might come out. I think I've just <laughs> enjoyed... The, the thing that I'm really enjoying about this project of walking in this way is I think you start to kind of map the area better and you find all these little kind of cut-throughs. Yeah. These little kind of footpaths that are hidden behind are the bits that you never really noticed particularly you know if you just drive around the area you definitely miss all these bits yeah. but I kind of like the way it starts to yeah all the kind of the the bit the blurry bits in my mind of this area <laughs> they start to join up yeah no I think that's a good point you, you only get to know an area when you walk it um, and you only get to know it really well when you start looking rather than sort of putting your head down and just eating up those miles um, I, I infuriate people I walk with because I wander off and I have a look over here and you know the, the people will be walking on talking to themselves as I'm up in a hedge or something. Um, but yeah, it's these, these little places you would totally miss if you didn't walk them. Yeah. Um, especially if you were driving. So the area of Longdendale, I mean, just how cool is it for archaeology? <laughs> on a scale? Or one to I ten? Mean, I mean, it's... Like, it's you know, a lot of people are like, there were things here like the reservoirs, the railways, but... Most people, I suppose, don't really think beyond that. But from what I'm learning is that, you know, there have been people living and travelling through this area for a very, very long time. Yeah. And are there still some of those things that we can find and see evidence of? Yeah. I mean, it, it, since the glaciers retreated, um, the last ice age, people have been here. It's a great hunting ground for one. Um, so it, it, once the land came back to life people were here and so you find it in the, in the middle stone age the mesolithic period the hills around here are full of flint and flint obviously being the the most important tool or uh, substance to these guys because there's nothing else there's nothing harder yeah. flint provides a really good edge you use it for hunting for cooking for cleaning for all kinds of stuff it's really important and all the hills all the way around here are full of this mm. um so moving on from the Middle Stone Age, you've got the New Stone Age, yeah. all kinds of interesting stuff in the Neolithic. Um, there are vague hints at monuments, the Neolithic period is the time of great monument building and we get all sorts of barrows and other bits and pieces, so these are burial mounds. And then um, Bronze Age, we've certainly got Bronze Age stuff around here, um, bits and pieces. If you go onto the, um, the historic environment record for Derbyshire and put in this area and search this area, it's full of finds. Yeah, and then you get onto Iron Age, Roman. There's a lot of Roman here. Obviously, we've got Melandra Castle behind us. The Roman uh, road goes through Longdendale mm -hmm. um, all the way up to probably Peniston. There should be a fort or at least a fortlet somewhere around Peniston, but we haven't found it yet. 
Um, and then, obviously going the other way, you get Manchester and what have you. Um, we should probably say where we are here, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, well we've just managed <laughs> to come out of where the houses are. We kept walking and following the public footpath and now we've just got to a T-junction which is just for pedestrians and here we are at uh, the lovely Roughfields. Roughfields, yep. Um, I don't know a lot about the history of Roughfields. What I will say is I know there was uh, a house of some description here. Um, it's marked on the early maps and it's gone now. One assumes that it would probably, I don't know, 17th, 18th century, the house. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little later, but um, it, it's big and seems to be quite impressive. Um, well, I can show you. I mean, I have walked quite a bit around Roughfields. Like, I think I've mentioned in a previous episode, there's been a lot more attention about Roughfields in protecting it, mm -hmm. in saving it, in using it. So I've come here myself just to kind of wander and explore. And you often find, you know, dog walkers use this area. But I noticed that in several sections there's a there's walls that go oh, up yeah, that yeah. are buried and then straight ahead there seems to have been some kind of like event that happened where people have put things in the trees like colored kind of ribbons and things oh, yeah. and i realized there's like um there's like a, a track i wonder whether it was where they stored train engines or something so should we kind of walk along the wall and head towards the trees with the colored things Certainly. and see what you see because i just kind of noticed it and thought i need to ask tim <laughs> it's, that also seems like a jingle. Yeah, let's ask Tim. Ask Tim. Um, yeah, no, no, it's good. I mean, you can see, yeah, the wall's quite clearly buried. Um, I don't know how old it is, but um, yeah, I just... Uh, I would suspect um, probably Victorian. I, I wouldn't imagine it'd be much older than that. Because um, you almost like, I wonder whether there were houses on here um, and they were separated or was it maybe like fields that were used for common land I think you know for people to put their personal animals or something yeah I think it's probably that actually um, I'd say the, the the big house at Roughfields was behind us just where you come out and it's now um, fully overgrown you can see there's lots of bramble over there that's where the house stood um, I'm also looking at oh, um, really so at the bottom so the opposite side to the wall the bottom of the hill really yeah essentially yeah sort of yeah there I'm pointing like anyone can see what I'm pointing at but going if you're standing with our back to the the, the buried wall and you can see in the, slightly in the distance is the children's playground, play, yeah. play area. But coming towards us, there's a big patch of brambles and it's, the house is probably in there. Brambles are usually a good indication that the ground is disturbed. Um, and I don't know when the house is pulled down, as I say, but uh, I'm also, you say, I'm very aware of the fact that there's molehills in here. And molehills are really good because what they do is they, moles, they dig underneath and push the stuff up. So you can quite often find, I, I know a person who found a, um, a beautiful Roman coin in a molehill once. So, well, moles are an archaeologist's best friends. <laughs> ah, but they're actually a complete nightmare because what they do is they mess up all the underground stuff. <laughs> so it's, it swings around about us, really. Much, much of archaeology is. It's like a bad marriage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the wall there, like, I mean, do you, can you even look at walls and say, well, I reckon that is 1756. Do you I mean, know what? Not me personally. I don't personally. mean to put that voice on. That's not how you sound. But, you know. <laughs> Almost offended. No, um, there are people who can look at a piece of walling and go, yeah, that's clearly done in a medieval style or right. a blah 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 it's it's quite impressive it's a little niche even from by my standards that's a bit <laughs> you know even people like me who really obsess about pottery look at those with with a raised eyebrow going what what's wrong with you um but yeah honestly the, the walls can be dated but i suspect given where we are that it's probably a victorian field boundary yeah and i imagine that you know there might actually be a lot of people who have never really noticed that wall until they probably stumbled over it but <laughs> yeah. you know the wall goes all the way 
right across as well, doesn't it, to the right. So it feels yeah. like a square. It feels like a very substantial kind of rectangular, maybe square shape. But I do love walking um, the far side of Ruffield, just listening to the birds. I feel like because you're a little bit higher up yeah. above the trail, you can kind of get closer to the trees and really listen to the birds here. That's just one of those geeky things. I love how things sound. You look to work out how old things are. How old things what are. a combo we are, hey? <laughs> we need our own podcast series, just me and you, I think. Do you know what? We could totally do it. Just, just <laughs> rambling rambles or something like that, we should call it. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I've got Longdendale Tales, so let's, yeah. let's do that one. Yeah, first, we'll, right. we'll do that one first. Let's go hyper niche. Right, we're coming up to the trees um, where there are these beautiful colours which just make you kind of stop and notice. And... We're going to walk straight through the middle of these trees. They're kind of almost like an avenue of trees, I suppose. It is very much an avenue. And you'll see weird, on the it? floor, it's almost like, I was thinking, is it railway sleepers? It's like a curb or something. Was there a road that ran through here? Um, and again, I never really noticed, but it's because people have put these beautiful coloured ribbons that it made me come to this section. So it almost looks like a, tr- a rectangle. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So... Concrete, concrete maybe yeah maybe a building uh storage place i mean even the trees they're not they don't look too old no um I'm trying to work out what kind of tree it is there are no there's no leaves obviously when we're recording this it's <laughs> march isn't it so nothing there's not even any buds I, I don't know but yeah i don't think they're old at all um and i wonder if they've been planted deliberately inside because there are no trees like it outside it is the only place that has trees in it and it's a very clearly marked area I honestly have no idea what this is, um, and it's concrete, um, so I don't think it's old in any way, shape or form, so there's somebody walking their dog may remember what this was once used as. Yeah. Okay, well, let's step out of this uh, concrete rectangle, which is clearly not from the uh, 16th century, <laughs> um, and we'll head towards uh, where I was walking with Casa the other day, actually, where then we click into... Um, the Peak District uh, National Park boundary again the markers for the public footpath are there and we're going to cross onto the old turnstile and walk down the hill where we start to see the beautiful reservoirs oh Tim's found a molehill there's a piece of pottery or actually I think rather disappointing oh no no it's um, uh, that's a Victorian field drain there we go what the can I just stop you there? It just looks like a bit of brown, like, I don't know, brick. Well, I thought it was a brick, but um, it's, it's, right, okay, so it's a stoneware. Um, it's very grainy on the inside. I can't, it's very, quite muddy, so I can't show you. Not that anyone listening to the podcast can see. Um, but it's about half an inch thick, and it's circular in section, you can see. Right, I'm going to take a so, photo right now. Right, <laughs> here we go, right. And they're not carrying that around. Okay, here you go. Tim and the pottery. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's field drain. A lot of these fields, obviously, we get a lot of water here. Um, and the, the fields needed to be used. They need to be drained. So you get these pipes and, and the water comes into them and it's, it's taken away. What? So, um, yeah, a lot of fields like this in particular uh, will have these in great strips running across it but of course they get broken up um break naturally over time and then moles come along and dig them up well thanks very much there mr or mrs mole yeah. i can't can you just hold the record i've got to put my glove back on <laughs> it's too cold to not be recording without gloves i mean the sky is 
beautiful today. The sun has come out, but unfortunately, sun sun on a winter's day means it's cold. Yeah. Yes, I do love as you get to this particular section, the the view of the hills hits you, doesn't it? Really, yeah. and you see there are quite a lot of clouds in the sky today, so you kind of see the shadows of the clouds on the hills, and they kind of ebb and move, and it's you know you blink and it's it's a different view altogether. Yeah, no, it really is. It is. It's that kind of brooding is the word, isn't it? It's the you know, and you see Longendale proper. That you can actually see the valley at this point as well, which I really love. You. The V shape of it, and then we'll water at the bottom, obviously. Um, so we're approaching yeah, what's this? Padfield Main Road, isn't it? This is Padfield Main Road. We're going to go through the old turnstile. So we're still on the medieval trackway. We've this is really yeah, it's still it's the same path. Um, which it's a bit difficult to see it now on a map, but you can see it. Um, yeah, you can see it in the old maps very very easily. Right, I should say about these turnstiles. There's about maybe eight or nine of them still left around Glossop and I suspect they were uh, put in place when places like Padfield New Road were built okay so they're probably 150 200 years old these things really yeah um, I thought they were quite modern I mean it's just brown it's got four ways you know it's, it's got a distinctive kind of edge where it's got one two three four lines on the outside yeah they're, it's, it's a bit too fancy for, for the local council to put in this is not something that they would do um, it's cast iron again so it's not uh, that's a good noise actually um, yeah I love a good gate sound <laughs> but um, yeah there's, there's two underneath dinting arches there's a couple around the reservoirs at Swineshaw there's uh, one on what do you call it road Let's just say a road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fill this in later. Some kind of road. Some road into wearing Glossop. But I think what they're doing is they're stopping people using these old trackways and forcing um, people carrying stuff like horses and stuff like that to get off and get onto the main roads to avoid using the older roads. Certainly when the, the turnpike roads were put in because obviously people made money that way. Right. So there we go. We go through this. Go through the turnstile. I love these things. They're great. Yeah. Uh, Open the gate. Oh, there's no sexy sound of gates here. <laughs> oh, that was, that was. It, it creaked. Uh, you know, I, one of the, the jobs I got uh, many moons ago, I used to work um, at the BBC, and for a little while I, I got a chance to work on um, the archers on Radio 4, <laughs> and I saw how they did some of the sound effects. My favourite one of the gate was using an ironing board. They had several different sized ironing boards <laughs> that would create different gate effects. You, you mean you're telling me it's not all filmed on location in a farm? <laughs> Couldn't possibly say. <laughs> so this particular path, you know, whilst there's a lovely new fence, there obviously was at some point an old wall. Yeah. And we're walking through the mole hills that I saw with Casa the other day. They're still here. What's interesting about the mole hills, if you have a look, it probably won't be the same when you're listening to this, but mm -hmm. they're all following a line. That's a what I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're all a line. We've on have got the... a wall, one side. Yep. I mean, it sounds like, wall to the left of us, mole hills to the right, here I am. <laughs> Fill in the blank, I don't, I've, got, I've got nothing. But what, what, what that's saying, though, is that the moles can't get through on the path because the path is surfaced. Underneath the soil, there is a, a crushed stone surface. So the, the moles aren't coming through that, so they're just trying to get under, and where they can, they go and they're running alongside to the right-hand side wow. of it. Wow, so this could be a great one. If uh, in, in Tim's imaginary world, you would just clear the soil until you got to whatever was underneath. Absolutely, yeah. Come on, let's do it, people. Let's do it. No, don't really don't do it. Don't do it. No. We'll all get in trouble, so let's not. But yeah, it's the sort of thing, what you're walking on is, is you're literally walking on history. And it's here, it's just below the surface. 
So if you, just before we get to the brow of the hill and it starts to go down, you can see how deeply worn the path is. And that's a sign usually of a very old path, mm-hmm. especially on hills, because as you walk up a hill, you dig in. And what that does is it wears the path a lot more. Um, animals in particular will wear a path very quickly, but you can see it's all U-shaped. And actually very much the older path, and there's a couple around um, ashes going towards shore and dinting area yes. that are extremely deep. I mean, we're talking you know, up to 10 feet deep and it's just worn by people. Wow. And water has obviously contributed to it, but by and large it is, um, yeah, it's, it's people. All right, well, we'll, we'll uh, carefully navigate the muddy path with lots and lots of different stones. It's pretty uneven and a, and a, and a public footpath sign has fallen over. The older path. So the path here now forks. So we should talk a little bit about this. It forks. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So I actually, yeah. So there's a, a kind of a muddy track where, I mean, it almost looks like a motorbike has kind of scored through <laughs> the the fields, and there's just gulls and sheep just all hanging out in the same place. Yeah. Um, so the path here, as I say, the fork, one of the things I found uh, wandering around looking at these old tracks around Glossop in particular um, is they're often marked by a hold stone. So that's a stone standing, again, you know, bum height, give or take, depending on how tall you are, obviously, how big your bum is, who knows? But it's got a, um, it has a hole in the top of it. Uh, it may be that some of these were actually uh, old um, gateposts. There is a particular type of gatepost that has a hole in it like that. But largely, they're at junctions in paths. And I suspect it's got a, it'll either have a, a, a name uh, post stuck into it or just a big stick saying you, you can go this way as well as straight on. Yes. Um, and it's funny, I looked at this, I was looking around at this place and I'd been to this point before. Um, and I was thinking, well, there must be a marker stone here. If you're going right towards Deep Clough and left, and we'll talk about this in a minute, onto Tintwistle, where's the whole stone? And as I walked up and I walked along the wall, you can see the whole stone broken in the wall itself. Where we are now? Yeah, so if you're facing the reservoir, Turn to your right. So walk. we're not even at the bottom, by the way, where the, the main path takes you to the water. Yeah. We're halfway up the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Turn to the right, there's to all the, right. the broken wall stones. Walls and actually, yeah. there's a grooved stone immediately to your right. That's been carved out, and I suspect that's a, a windowsill from an old, very, very old house. What? Um, or a, a door sill, mm-hmm. with a do- the, the insert will be put into it. Um, it's difficult to describe, uh, spoken, but um, you know you could see it in a picture. But that's uh, to my world. yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a talent to, to, to be able to do this. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's the groove stone. That's clearly deliberate, and it's the local millstone. You build houses out of it. That's, that's what that is. It's reused rubble from a house, as indeed I imagine most of the stone is. Mm. Big piece there, which I think is the top part, to this bit here. Oh goodness which, me! Which Tim. is the whole stone, and you can see it. Hang on, let's see if we can pull that out. There's something in the middle of the hole. It's no longer a polo, and go. then Tim's just make it, made it a polo. <laughs> so Other mints are available. It goes all the way through. <laughs> wow, oh my goodness. Tim, I have walked this so many times. I would never have looked for a stone with a hole in. Yeah, I mean, that's what I love doing, though. I love sort of saying, look, it's all around us. Have a look for your whole stones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, hang on, what would you call this? I mean, do you just say it's a stone with a hole in it? What did you What did you say it was? A hole stone. <laughs> but it's basically a, a, it's a, a marker place, stone. A marker stone. Yeah, right. it's it's a way marker. So when you would come across one of these, uh, you'd know that okay, the path splits here. So uh, you go down to Tinswistle and right to Deep Bluff, or back the way you've come back to Hadfield and onto Glossop. Wow. 
gosh. Well, I will never, ever walk this particular track <laughs> through the same eyes. I'll always have to come and say hello to, to the, the Holy Stone. The Holy Stone. Maybe we'll put little offerings in there. <laughs> well, well, we'll take a photo of this, and I will pin this to our map. Um, I would definitely say go check out uh, longdondaletales.co.uk over the next uh, month or so we're starting to fill in the map with lots of these pins of photos of stories of poetry of newspaper articles from times gone by and I definitely will put a photo of this particular holy stone Um, we're going to leave it there um, for this episode but I think we have already said that uh, me and Tim have got plenty more to talk about, so Tim will be making another cameo appearance for a future episode, if you're up for that, Tim. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always, always. (laughs) Well, I'll just chill here for a few seconds as we let the uh, end credits roll, and these are the days where I love the reservoirs. I'll just paint the scene as we kind of finish off here. You know, the water is in front of us, the sun is shining behind us and we can see our shadows really tall on the ground in front of us, on the mud and the holy stone and all the rocks. You know, the trees haven't got their leaves yet, so they just look brown and grey. And the clouds are forming their shadows, slowly moving over the hills of Tintwistle, more in front of us. And it's just so peaceful and still, but oh so cold. All these are the days that we love to do these winter walks. I'll leave you with that picture in your mind and I'll see you for another day.